For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to talk some ball with one of the greatest players in Utah football history. Bill Riley welcomes the beard, Eric Weddle, to the show weekly. The Eric Weddle interview is presented by Budweiser. Now here's Weddle with Riles right here on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Uh, James, I think Eric wants you to give him a call back real fast. I think his line might be... Yeah, just give me a call, quick, quick call back. He's got to text him up. Eric's going to join us here momentarily from here in Southern California. I'm in Southern California. I'm in L.A. He's in San Diego. Either way, it's sunny at about 65, 70 degrees today. Here for Utah basketball tonight. I wanted to get Eric's thoughts, obviously, wrap up the NFL season, get his thoughts on the Hall of Fame, and maybe mix in a little Utah football stuff and more coming up as uh, we do our weekly conversation with him, brought to you by our friends at Budweiser here. And then Maddie Wilkie's going to join us from Utah women's basketball. They've got a huge game tomorrow night uh, as they play Colorado, who's really, really good, uh, at the John M. Huntsman Center. So uh, that's a big one. I wanted to talk to Maddie about that game, her transition from the Wisconsin program to Utah this year. Uh, she started 29 games last year at Wisconsin. That, that's I mean, as a sophomore, and she came to Utah with no guarantees, but she's smoothed in really nicely. So we'll talk to her in about a half hour. Eric joins us right now. Uh, he and I are separated by about 100 miles of the 405 and the 5. I'm sitting in downtown L.A. right now, Dub. How are things down in San Diego? Well, you know, if I'm not a committed individual, my wife and I are actually in Costa Rica celebrating her, her 40th. So I'm here on the beach ready to talk shop. Talk about the Chiefs win and the blunders of the Niners and uh, living it up. Well, first of all, you tell your lovely wife, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I would have done this another day had I known you were in Costa Rica, but I love you to death for doing this while on vacation with us. Thank you, Dub. Of course, of course. It's, It's no biggie. We're just sitting here chilling. All right, uh, I'll keep it relatively short and sweet. You're watching that game Sunday. You watch it with a very trained eye. Give me your read on what you saw transpire first half to second half and uh, your thoughts on the Chiefs win and the Niners loss. Yeah, it was uh, it was really uh, odd for me to be cheering for both teams throughout the game. You know, through that first three quarters or so, you're almost – as if you're pulling for the Niners, they're playing good football, the Chiefs are playing horrible. You know, Niners had a lot to do with it, but, you know, just not doing much of anything. And then you're almost like, the game goes on, you're like, man, you start pulling for the Chiefs because Niners are 
doing Niner things like they usually do and not capitalizing on opportunities. And sure enough, uh, that last Thursday of the game, I was either hoping for a Mahomes interception to w- lose the game or let's see him win the game with a touchdown because as a fan, you know, that's what you want to see. Like, either way, right? You don't want it to come down with kneels and that type of stuff. But, man, that fourth quarter overtime was, was exciting. Up until that point, it was not a very good football game, in my opinion. Uh, and then, you know, to talk about – there were two, two things that stuck out to me if you're just talking football and yep. watching the game. When they got the interception in the third quarter, they went three series – Back to back to back. I think they went three and out all three series. And they went nine passes to two runs. And I looked at all – I texted all my buddies. I watched it actually alone just Chanel and I. And it's kind of nice. Uh, I said, this is the game. This is this is typical Shanahan not running the ball, taking taking advantage of uh, some, some fortunate events. And that was the game, in my opinion. You let the Chiefs hang around when you could have put the game away, when they were struggling to move the ball, let alone score. And, and and for me that was the game that was that was the difference and obviously the the there is no explanation given that you could offer me that says take the ball in the new overtime rules and the fact that they didn't even go over it players didn't know they didn't talk about it is inexcusable to be in that game and then on the flip side the Chiefs talked about it they had a strategy and just hear the guys' comments about it just shows you what a horrible way. Uh, and decision-making for your team. Yeah, Eric, some of the Mike Dub stuff that they've shown over the last couple of days really oh makes makes San, makes San Francisco, I mean, like Juszczyk didn't even know that it wasn't the first team to score. And you know, the fact oh that they gosh. wanted the ball and gave gave Kansas City an extra extra down and, and that the Chiefs were, like, flabbergasted that they wanted the ball. It's, it's shocking, Riles. I'm not even... There've been a, I, I've used that a lot this year with some of the things I've seen by coaching and coaching decisions, and it's as easy you could say about the third series, all those stuff. When the new overtime rules are in, in in place, put in place, you cannot win the game taking the ball first. You can only lose it with taking the ball second. You now know what to do. If they score a touchdown, you now can go win it with a two point conversion. You can't do that with taking the ball first. So understanding those rules and what in, is in place, I still am sitting here shocked for the players that they made that decision and they lost the game. A lot of talk about Patrick Mahomes. We know he's great. Led, led the, the field goal drive to tie it, then the game-winning touchdown drive. But I want to ask you about Spagnolo and he's in his approach. It felt like the first half he was feeling the Niners out, and the second half he just said, we're going to get after Brock Purdy and bring pressure on Purdy, and Chris Jones got ramped up and Trent McDuffie and blitzes. But what did you make of Spagnolo's game plan? Yeah, I felt like he was, you know, there's a feeling out process of two weeks going to preparing for this game. What What is going to be the emphasis? What's going to be the strategy for both sides? How are you going to counter? How, how are you going to adjust at halftime? And I felt Spags just thought to himself, all right, we, we match up well with these guys. Let's put some pressure on them. Let's play man-to-man. Let's cover. Let's play inside leverage. Make them throw outside the numbers or over the top, which is something that Brock's not – like, that's not his strength. His strength is timing, in-cuts, inside the numbers, 
uh, getting the ball out on time, and he's sending the plays. Like Brock played a really good game for the most part, and but his his inability to make you pay outside the numbers and over the top showed up in the second half. I mean, it was uh, it, it was nice to see the adjustments and bring the pressure and. You know Spags, right? You know Spags when there is a third or fourth down, the game's on the line or in the fourth quarter. He's going to bring zero. That's who they are. That's their identity. And to have those three runners in the most critical times of the game comes back to coaching. And Andy Reid and his staff compared to Shanahan and his staff, that is the difference when you're talking about two great teams matching up and obviously giving one of the best players in the game, the ball to go win it, uh, that's not really a recipe for success. Um, as a guy, I, I love this guy when he played at the University of Washington, and we got to see him two or three times, and I love him even more now. I thought he would be a good pro, but, man, oh, man, I'd love your read on Trent McDuffie as a player in just his second mm. year. Holy smokes. Like, talk about a guy that just knows how to play football and is smart, instinctive. Like, those timing those blitz is instinctual. Like, that's, that's not something you can learn. It's just to have a feel of the game, having a feel of the cadence and the timing and the nuances of, of the play clock and all that stuff that goes into it. And, you know, the play in the end zone, honestly, that was a touchdown if Brock throws it on time and leads them, but he was late and underthrew him. And it gave chance to McDuffie to get back in phase. Uh, but he made so many critical plays in that game. Uh, that sway, that sway the the balance of 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 a Super Bowl game, and you always look back to four to six plays that were the difference, and Chiefs were on the side of of the difference, and and the Niners weren't. Last year they ran that play they twice called corn dog and beat beat the Eagles twice for touchdowns. They, it was basically a hybrid of that to win the game the other day as the clock was ticking down. How do you defend that against a guy as quick as is is uh, McCole Hardman? Is that one where you pass it off? Do you just have to play outside levered? How, how do you stop that play to the outside, Eric? Well, it's, it's, you got to have a plan going into it. What's, what's crazy is if you really look at the play is when they faked it to McKinnon, he actually uh, stuck his foot in the ground, and they're actually ra- running shovel, power shovel, to him. So the read is, Hardman to the flat, and then he comes back to the shovel. And then since they blew the coverage on the on the RPO, the little arrow route, uh, then he obviously didn't need the shovel. And the shovel got banged anyways by Bosa. But uh, it's it's crazy to think the different options that Coach Reed has, especially with the game on the line, that a lot of people probably didn't even see that that it was actually a shovel play that was going back to McKinnon if that throw wasn't there, or or Mahomes even runs it, but. You know, you either lock it up and your eyes got to stay on your man or you relay that information when he gets into a sack that that guy on the point can then take him, which you have to know and understand that, that this is what they like to do in big games. You can look back to the any type of AFC championship games or the past Super Bowls that they love. Everyone runs man-to-man down by the inside the five. Like, that's just what every NFL team does. You know they're going to motion and jet motion and – return motion, disco motion, all those types of types of motion that you got to have a plan for it. And to bust that with the game in line is, I just think it's inexcusable. Uh, it comes back to the plan. It comes back to coaching. It comes back to the players not understanding it, not knowing it. Maybe they did and they repped it and they just messed it up. Then, man, it's, 
everyone has a fault in a loss like that. But what a great play design, play call, and Mahomes executing it. Talking to Eric Weddle, who's on vacation in Costa Rica. We're not going to keep you very much longer here on the Bill Riley Show today. It's off-season time now, and the Chiefs have some decisions to make. Legereus Sneed, free agent. Drew Tranquil, former Charger, was on a helpful deal, free agent. They, they'd love to bring back Chris Jones. Jones said at the parade yesterday he was going to come back. We'll see. It's always coming down to money. But nah. if, you had to, if you had to make hard, fast decisions, Jones is 30, would you bring back Sneed and Tranquil and Willie Gay, or would you spend all your money on bringing Jones back? Oh, that's tough. Uh, how I know. Sneed? Sneed's 24. Oh, yeah. So I would first look to try to get both of them back and, and finagle yep. it somehow. somehow. There's always ways to manipulate the cap. So if they want to get it done and the players are willing to maybe take, you know, hey, Chris Jones, you know, $32 million a year, how about you take 28 right? Like, I, can you work with us? We're willing to make you a lot of money, but can you, you know, work with us? If they're not, then I think you got to go younger and, and use that money and, and disperse it and try to draft or replace Chris Jones with a veteran. Now, it's not easy to replace one of the best in the league defense line that affects the quarterback. I think they're much easier to find corners that can cover I don't know, honestly. I don't know. It's tough, it's tough to even say that. I, I feel like blasphemy saying that as well. So uh, I, I would sit down with all of them, mainly those two, and say, listen, you want to keep this thing together? You want to you win some more championships? Then work with us, and we'll make it guaranteed, and we'll make it worth it. But to make it uh, highest position, like I don't know if we could do that to keep this thing going. At some point in time here in the near future, you're going to be on a Hall of Fame ballot, Eric. Whether you make the final list or an initial list, you're going to be on a Hall of Fame ballot. When you watch the guys go in this year, what goes through your mind? Freeney, Andre Johnson, Devin Hess. These are guys you played against early in your career. Uh Patrick Willis, Julius Peppers, then some older guys, Steve McMichael and Randy Gratishar. But Freeney, Johnson, Hester, Willis, Peppers, these were guys you played against in your career. Yeah, I mean, I was fortunate to be teammates with uh, Dwight Freeney and obviously competed against all those guys. And it's it's very amazing to see and humbling to say I was on the same field with those guys and competed against them. And I look at all those guys, and those, those guys are just special, right? Like just transcendent-type players uh, that change the game every day, every time they were on the field, from Hester to – Pepper, I mean, Peppers and, and uh, you know, Dwight Freeney, just their, their freaking nature, the pass rush ability, getting sacks, just changing the game. You know, honestly, I, I felt like Gacy should have been in there as a, as a first ballot uh, over Andre Johnson. But, I mean, who's to see that Andre Johnson wasn't one of the best for a number of years? Same thing with Patrick Willis, even though his career was cut short. I mean, the guy was all pro, pro bowler every single year, so – Great class, uh, just humbling to see those guys in there. And just, man, just happy and, you know, just excited for them, you know, because those guys are just amazing players and just amazing people. Like, something to be said about the great ones. They love to practice. They love to be coached. And they gave back to their teammates. And, and that's, that's endearing qualities that are few and far between uh, some players in the new generation. 
We want to compete. Had, we want to push each other and, and be great. I had forgotten how big Andre Johnson was, Eric. That yeah. guy was, oh, my God, he was a low. He could fly, but I, I forgot until I was watching the highlights and then saw when they knocked on his door. He's gigantic. Did you ever have any encounters with him? Yeah, yeah, we played against each other. I remember hit, hitting him a few times on the sideline, and <laughs> I think he got an ink cut on me where I hit him pretty good, brought him down. But uh, he, he was always the guy, like you talked about in meetings, like if this guy gets going, you're not going to bring him down. So you better get him early. You better take him low and be smart and have a tackling plan. A lot of times throughout the week, you, you, you your coaches and players get together, and what's our tackling plan this week? You can't tackle Derrick Henry high, think you're going to push him out of bounds on the side, he's going to stiff you, stiff arm you to the ground and keep running. So making sure you're you're smart about those things. But he was one of a kind, man. They all were. Is that the ocean I hear in the background? <laughs> that is the ocean, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are so close to the ocean right there. I, it's 65 and sunny here in L.A. where I am. I can only imagine how nice it is in Costa Rica. 80 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Is this a mom and dad trip only, or are the kids with you? Yeah, mom and dad only, yeah. my uh, Got some, some friends patrolling the house for us, and my mom and dad, so it's taking care of our rugrats for us. But uh, need a nice little getaway uh, for Chanel and I. All right, well, tell Chanel I said uh, happy birthday. Uh, thank you to you for jumping on board. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Have fun. Love you too, Riles. Hey, congrats to the Chiefs, man. Dynasty. Dynasty. Let's see him keep on winning, man. Thanks, Eric. You got it, buddy. See you later. Eric Weddle from Costa Rica. It sounded like there were airplanes flying overhead. He's literally next to the ocean doing that report. Wow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.